0: Welcome to the Just Be an Honest podcast show. This is your host, your toxic-free lifestyle advisor and mindset coach, KB. On the Just Be an Honest podcast show, we are dedicated to educate the public about how to live a purely toxic-free lifestyle. By eliminating and dramatically reducing the use of many products and lifestyle threats that contain these harmful ingredients that often bombard our life in a mysterious manner, we too can all as a collective whole become healthier and mentally wealthier. So, join me on the ride. We're getting deep. We are here and we are back, yes, for a new original episode of the Just Be An Honest podcast show, guys. Um, thank you so much, first of all, for just giving me an opportunity to take a very mindful breath of fresh air while I had prepared for my most recent wedding. Yes, it happened. So I'm on the other side now. I am so, you know what? I'm just I'm just feeling really at peace right now. I'm feeling very full, very content. And not that I didn't feel that way before, but um, I just feel something different. I just feel more grounded. Maybe because also I'm on the other side and all that planning all of that, just like hoopla, like family coming in town, all of the different energies that were around me. I'm on the other side so here we are and I'm so excited to be back with you guys. It's going to be some really amazing things up ahead as I kind of preempt that before I took the break Um, but the break was really good for me. I just have to say I got to be a little more in tune with myself and my loved ones and just kind of paved the way towards things ahead and especially the next year to come because we all know it's going to come really quickly. So super excited for this episode. It's been a long time waiting. I am having my new husband on the show today and um, you guys have may have known that I used to call him all the time and I probably will continue just to kind of help him You know, keep some, you know, anonymous, you know, mysterious actions out there. Um, I call him the Mister. So here we have the Mister here on the show today. We're going to talk a little bit about our relationship, and I'm sure I'll have him on with his permission again and again. To be honest, I feel like we have paved a way towards something really substantial and sustainable um, in regards to a relationship and a monogamous relationship and also to the fact that we work strictly upon honesty and toxic-free communication. Yeah, so that's a big part of our um, time together and how we also continue to work with other people around us, all the energies around us that come our way. Um, I kind of want to open up the door a little bit to you all. So something that we did that was, I guess, pointed out that was pretty unique um, to other people was that there was that topic of wedding registry, okay, which I guess when I was younger, I probably would have, you know jumped in headfirst and said like, yes, I need all the china. I need all the things. But for some reason, deep down in my gut and my soul and um, the misters as well, we just didn't feel like it was right for us to ask people for stuff. Um, Also, I'm pretty anti-mass consumerism, Um, especially with the holidays coming up. It really... I love this, irks my pickle, ruffles my feathers, Um, just to see how much waste is out there and how people fight almost for things, um, things that are not even like well-made and then in turn don't use them and they are disposed out as quote-unquote junk and they just end up in the landfills and then in turn harming our universe, yeah. Mother Earth doesn't like it. So we did something that I loved so much. And we decided instead of doing a quote-unquote traditional gift registry that we would ask our loved ones and our friends, our family members, um, if they could donate to a couple of our favorite charities. So I would like to open up the door if you guys want to... Play a part in this. Um, you can either do it on your own scale, maybe you have a birthday party, or maybe you want to do this for the holidays, or maybe you're getting married, maybe you have a baby shower, I don't know. Um, but maybe you want to support a local organization, charity, not for profit, or maybe even something more substantial on the worldwide terms. Um, but I am going to put the two links that we supported on the show notes and also if you can't find them there for some reason you can also dm me on instagram at just an honest kb and i'll get you those links immediately but two of the organizations i'm just going to vocalize are heal the ocean which is actually a local santa barbara um initiative and it helps clean up the ocean helps support the cleanup act um, as you may or may not know, Santa Barbara is basically the place where Earth Day started, so with the oil spills long time ago. So it is in my hopes that, you know, the water being one of my biggest happy spots, um, that we can help that ecosystem further. Um, the other one that I'd like to open up the door to is a wonderful organization that is upon budding right now. And it is called Fly Compton and it is to help um, youngsters basically in um, rural communities learn how to, you know, basically go to flight school and kind of get out of the lifestyle that they were probably, you know, destined maybe to be in. Um, something that's more, you know, not safe and kind of like pave their way and start to create a career that they're really passionate about. And that's being a pilot or supporting the aviation community. So that's really cool. You're going to want to check that out as well. And uh, again, I'll put the links in the show notes and you can also reach out to me as well. So Without further ado, let's just jump on in. I know you're like, come on, let's just start the show. I want to meet the mister, but I cannot wait to introduce him to you. My love, my partner, my passion in life as well. Here we are on the Just Being Honest podcast show, the mister and I. Hello, beautiful people. Guess who's back? Yeah, it's me. Welcome back to the Just Being Honest podcast show. This is your host, your toxic-free lifestyle advisor and mindset coach, KB. Welcome back. I guess I should say welcome back to myself. I've been away, I think um, if y'all have heard the last episode where I told a little bit about my self-care trip to the East Coast and how I was prepping myself mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, for my upcoming wedding. Well, guess what? This girl's married. Here we are. And um, right now, I'm actually taking another break for myself out in nature. So beautiful where I am. I guess I should say where we are. But um, the wedding was beautiful and I hope we can kind of touch a little bit about it today. Truly, truly magical. But thank you so much for tuning back into the podcast show. I took some time off just to kind of sit in my energy, sit in the space, just kind of be present. So now I'm back and we are going to have such a wild ride the rest of the year and on to 2023. So without further ado, I think all of you guys that know me pretty well um, have been really wanting this for a long time. I've I've heard a lot and that people want to hear more about the mister. They want to, you know, have a formal introduction. So this is going to be formal, but it's going to be very organic, as I am. So my new husband is on the show today, and he's a little bit nervous, but I told him there's nothing to be nervous. It's just Him and I talking. So I know you guys will all welcome him with wide open arms. And we're just going to talk a little bit about um, what a lot of people are curious about. And that is, you know, really maintaining a solid, toxic free relationship. All right. We're going to kind of talk about what has been working for us, what we deal with on a daily basis, and how we work through it. Um, and then also we're just going to kind of have some organic conversation. Maybe give you a little bit more about just our experience, um, as a whole during our wedding. So I don't know, it might be long. It might be a two part series. It might be short and sweet. So let's just have at it. So without further ado, my mister is on the show. Welcome to the Just Being Honest podcast. Say hello.
1: (laughs) Hello. Just Being Honest. Yeah. Um, Oh, I think your voice is great. I'm so excited um, to be on, so thank you very much, KB. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been a long time, um, so I'm very excited to be here. Thank you.
0: So he really wanted to be on this show in the very beginning of our relationship, which I did too, but hun, I don't think we were, I don't think, I don't think it was time. Like I was just like, yeah, now's the time, now's the time, and it could have been so strategic and like playful and fun, but what we, and I think what people really need to like hear in regards to relationship, because I know I'm not perfect at relationships, but I truly feel, and you might agree that we could almost counsel people on how to maintain a toxic-free relationship. Um, So I think now is the right time, especially the place that we're at the day that it's at, a new moon, solar eclipse, we're pretty much in the middle of nowhere. So I think maybe the first question I just kind of want to ask you is, well, I guess what everyone wants to know is, how'd you get the girl? How'd you get the girl that was, like, so, like, not even into, like, wanting to be, like, held down, like, had that big fear of, Losing her self identity in order to just feel loved? Like, how did you get that girl and how did you make her feel comfortable? I know it's a big question at first, but Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I'm not even gonna ask like who you are right now because I know people wanna know, but I wanna kind of just jump into it because that's what I'm kind of being called to ask.
1: Okay. Well, I think, I think it's a, there's a lot there, there's a lot to unpack, but I think it's about, um, organically letting things flow you know when when you and i met um it was actually through your pod you like you you were considering maybe having me on the podcast and that's how we connected um obviously it went in a a little different direction but it was organic you know it started out as as a friendship and and we got to know each other in a very um a very non uh and not a non-threatening environment. It was just very easy, um, calm. We went for a lot of walks and we just got to know each other and became friends. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it may have resulted in us not having a relationship, but just, you know, maintaining a friendship for, for years. But it obviously we saw something in that kind of friendship part of our relationship that we really, like we really learned a lot about each other. And I think for for me at least, it was like a very very important stage in the success of our relationship. Um, having that kind of friendship level, and very open and vulnerable too. We were very open with each other about things and you know things like you know dating and where we are in life and emotional um, you know emotional challenges we're having and and it was just there was a very kind of comfortable, trusting environment that we developed right away from a friendship perspective so I think that that was super super vital in us eventually becoming husband and wife
0: yeah and like with that being said you know like I think people should know that what you often look for in a partner I mean just friendship enough like who you associate yourself with you know like what you look for in a partner even like it's not even like looking but it's like like Looking within yourself and just saying, like, how do I want to be seen so I can be truly reflected from that, you know? Um, And, like, what people should know as I was starting off with is that, like, you and I are... Like, if you look at us on paper, like, we're very different. Like, we're very different. Like, I'm, like, a very ethereal person. And you are definitely a manly man. And you know, when we came into the relationship, like I mean you are like meat, blah, trucks, you know, big toys. And I'm like, Yoga, like crystal samples and non you know, like no parasites, no you know, whatever, pesticides, chemicals, all the things. And so from paper we look like basically two opposite magnets trying to come together. Mm-hmm. So, in the very beginning, like, you know, establishing, yes, a friendship, but like, how did that feel to meet someone like me? And I know I'm asking a lot of questions about me because I know well, how I felt with you.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it is, one, it felt good because you're an awesome person for me. Um, it didn't feel like, you know, if we're, if we're just being honest, it didn't feel like we would really work out as a couple because of, on, on the surface, and when you, if you... If you look at us on paper or the resume, right, we were very, very different people, different stages in life, um, very different backgrounds, um, different views um, on life. But <clears throat> the core things, the core things that really matter were there, right? Emotional intelligence, trust, openness, um, you know, having a having a, a very open mind to each other, too. Right. I had a very open mind to your way of life and way of living. And you had a very open, <clears throat> open, um, mind of the, my way of life and the way I lived. And so those are like foundational elements. I think that were super important for us, even though on paper, we, we didn't really look ideal for each other. So I think because of those things and our openness to, to be open, it was the, that, that was a pivotal thing. And I think it was also really, it's, it's for me, I learned, I've learned that I need to be more open just from the relationship that you and I have had. I need to be open to everything, you know, whether 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 it's friendships or business, you know, things in in my business life or, you know, other things in my personal life. Should I try something new? I mean, I've learned that I should really be more open about things.
0: Yeah. And I think like with that openness, like. That's that's a huge, huge, like, bullet point right there. With that openness, it allows for, like, authentic communication. And when you get the authentic communication, you truly get to the root of the person, right? And then you see beyond what's on paper. I mean, this is just how my my, mind ticks. And you see that you and I do have very, very similar, close, almost – identical ethics morals mm-hmm. does that make sense? Yeah. yeah and I think truly at the source that is what helps people
1: when you you know when you talk about the word trust right yeah. you know that's always a foundational element in a relationship and it, you can't trust isn't something that is granted Trust is something that is earned over time and I think allowing you and I to get to know each other we developed a trust over time right? you didn't trust me when we first started dating or when we first met and I didn't trust you. It's not that we, there was a mistrust there. Is it like to really, really trust somebody and be vulnerable and trust is the kind of foundation for being vulnerable. I have to, if I'm going to tell you something that's very vulnerable, I have to trust that it's going to land on with you in a non-judgmental way. Right. And that takes, that's like throwing little bits out there little things at first and then you can unload the the really dark things <laughs> as yeah. you go along because you can build that trust and it's like, it's like athletics, right? You exercise it, you exercise it and you learn, you've learned from me that I'm not going to be judgmental with you and I'm going to be super open and I'm going to be a safe place. And I've learned the same thing with you and we've developed that trust over time. I think that's hugely foundational for us.
0: Yeah. And I think like with that vulnerability, I mean, that is like that's, like, basically the tackle line for so many other points, especially when you are establishing a relationship. You know, mm-hmm. like, sexual health and just, like, you know, family issues and um, mental health and emotional health, spiritual health, like all the things. And vulnerability, I think, is, like, the main bullet point to a relationship because mm-hmm. it stems Everything else from that, communication, trust, yeah. Like all the things. You have to feel safe. Um, yeah. So with that being said, yeah. I want to jump into honesty because that is one of our big, big, big things. Um, I mean, I know, like, well, I think I kind of want to step back first and say that, like, throughout our journey of our relationship, our relationship moved very, very quickly. But it was very certain, and the universe knew and shoved us together and was like, "Let's go. You're going to learn by doing." Yeah. Right? You're going to learn by doing. <clears throat> and honesty was like a big role in that because we had to be truly honest with one another in order to keep the propeller running. Yeah. Um so like when I say like honesty, like how do you how do you feel like like we use honesty in our
1: relationship? <laughs> Well, so I think one of the first things I ever said to you when we really started dating was, "I always be honest with you about." And and the problem when people are not honest, either dishonest or other than being really honest, they're trying to protect the other person. But what they're really doing is trying to protect them. They feel they say, "Hey, I'm not going to be totally honest with my partner or friend or whoever it is because I'm gonna I want to protect them." But what they're really doing is trying to protect themselves, um, from being vulnerable. Right. And, you know, when you are, when I'm, when I'm honest with you, that's, it's up to you on how you take it, right. It's totally up to you. And, and, you know, if, if honesty is hard for you to hear, then, then that's a problem. It's a problem in a relationship and it's, and it's a trust problem, you know, um, because if I'm, If I'm struggling being honest about something, that means that you're not, I don't feel, I don't trust that you're open enough to hear what I really need to say what I really, what I, what I, if I'm fully, fully open and honest, Mm -hmm. um, it's hard and it takes trust and maturity. Um, and I think those are the things like you and I trust one another, like, you know, greatly now. And we could say anything to each other. Yeah. And we know that's gonna it's gonna land without you know, judgment. Yeah, and that's like it all kind of goes back to that that kind of core vulnerability and trust. And then, I mean, your your podcast is just being honest, and those things must you must possess those traits to really be honest mm-hmm. with each other.
0: Yeah, and I think like we also challenge each other with that because we're put into some pretty gnarly situations, like just even with external factors, I feel like we're constantly being tested by other people and in our strength, in our, mm, like, I I don't want to use the word relationship again, but just like our unity together, our union, our yoke, like, you know, like our connection, right? We're constantly being tested, you know, from families, from exes from kids from quote-unquote people that think they're our friends but in reality like we're like oh nope you're not the relationship I want in my life let's move on.
1: And it's okay to do that.
0: And it's okay to do that.
1: In fact it's vital that you do that. Yeah. If people aren't good for your life they you really can't be involved with them.
0: You want to share an example, of a really memorable one? I would one?
1: I'd love to tell. Yeah, I would love to tell a story.
0: Okay, you don't have to name yeah. names. So, <laughs>
1: okay. Um, we were invited out on uh, for an evening out with um, some mutual acquaintances in Santa Barbara, and um, it was the first time KB had met any of these people. And to be honest, it was I had never met several of them as well. So. We end up in a in a social situation where um, we didn't know the people. It became very awkward um, because it was clear these were not our people. We weren't we weren't ever going to really be friends. We weren't connected. It was just a very uncomfortable situation. But we had committed to this night with these people. There was a thing on a boat and then a thing at a at a, at a nearby restaurant. And it was we had already spent some time with these people an hour hour and a half. We were committed to another two hours and I, KB, I could just tell it was, she was struggling with it. And I'm like, we walk into this restaurant after, after the, the boating or the, the boating um, outing. And then uh, I could see this look in her eyes. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> and we walked out the back of the restaurant and we left. We just, Irish could bite it. <clears throat> and, and the initial, our initial, um our initial response was like, hey, let's text these people and say, hey, we're not feeling good. And we just left. I'm like, thought about it. I'm like, why would we do that? That's not honest. It wasn't our crowd. We were uncomfortable with these people. Why not just be honest about it? Mm-hmm. And we did. That's what we we ended up sending him a message. All right, I sent him a message. Hey, not our crew. Thanks for the boat ride. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna Irish goodbye this and have a good night. And We're super honest and they, it landed on them in a very negative way. Their initial response was very negative. But then, you know, the guy that invited us called me the next week in my office and said, hey, I want to talk to you about this. And I just explained to him, "I'm like Katie and I have an agreement that if one of us or both of us are in an uncomfortable situation, in any situation, we're going to, we're gone. We have this agreement with each other. And that's what we did and after this this negative thing with that he felt it actually turned around he's like that's pretty awesome that you guys do that with each other and but we were now we are now demonstrating what we say and and also I was demonstrating to you that um, that I, I mean what I say when I say I got your back trust me you know, if you're uncomfortable ever, we're going to, we're out of here. I think that was, to me, that was more important. That I was just demonstrating that we will not be in these situations.
0: Yeah. And I think I just kind of want to point this out to everyone listening because, yeah, that was a lot right there. (laughs) But what it kind of, like, tells, like, if I could put, like, my little counseling hat on, is that what I see from that and how I – strategically, like, use it in return to him, to give back to him, is that um, I recognize that. Like, I truly recognize, oh my God, I feel safe there, and that I don't have to give up my soul for a night that I don't feel like myself, right? And I, I, I like, literally, like, oh my gosh, I'm honored, you know, I'm honored. So, I get to do the same thing in return and show him that that I respect his energy levels that I respect his you know sense of space his sleep like if he needs sleep and it's not like, no I need to do this like you know so like an example I could give it was like we went to a concert like yeah I really wanted to see the concert but he was thrashed like just so exhausted and I could see it in his eyes and I literally we were like at the beginning of the concert and I just was like you're ready to go. Like, you're ready to go. Like, let's go home. And he's like, oh, I could, like, hang on a little bit. And I'm like, could you go? Like, you just asked the question. I said, could you go? And he he he's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, then we're going, you know? And it's, like, times like that where you have to be truly selfless, you know? Selfless. That's another big point I think that we can kind of put out there. But, yeah, just listening and attuning Mm. to everything in any relationship and this is not just like a love relationship thing I think we're talking about when we talk about toxic free relationships but you can practice these things in any type of relationship
1: I mean I I use the the things that you and I have developed together and and talk about all the time KB I use in my business Mm -hmm. you know I run a you know you know you know my company and I I run a you know a lot of employees and very kind of intense business and I use this every day in work, mm-hmm. how I interact with employees and vendors and, and customers and, you know, the, the toxic free relationship is vital. And, you know, whether it's a customer or whether it's an employee, a partner, friend, it's, it's extremely important to look at and consider Yeah. and think about all the time.
0: Yeah. And I think like when you talk about like, you know, the work aspect what you've really kind of like... Pointed out to me, which kind of puts back into like relationships as a whole, is don't keep someone around just because A, you like don't want to hurt someone's feelings, but it's almost like with business, right role, right? Mm-hmm. Or right person, right seat,
1: Yep. you RP- know? Or PRS.
0: So we have that <laughs> in our friendships and our relationships yeah. too.
1: Yeah. And to keep somebody in a role, like if you're just talking about work, um, to keep somebody in a role that is that is not good for them or you right or us um it is vitally important for them that they move on because you don't want to they don't want to they're not they need to find their right place in the world and it's that way in a relationship too if you're in a relationship with somebody um you're dating that you know it's probably not going to be the long great right the the long-term um person let them go let them have like it's the that's the it's the best thing you can do for somebody um, because they can now go find the right person.
0: Yeah. And then they can grow, like, in their new role, you know? Yeah. Like, expand their wings for sure. Mm-hmm. So, I kind of want to, like, jump into, because everyone wants to know, like, <clears throat> I, I mentioned at the top of the hour, or we're not even at an hour. This might be a short episode, but we'll have you back because I'm sure that I'm going to get a lot of follow-up questions.
1: Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs>
0: but, um. Pace, and I think I really kind of want to point it out there because everyone has, and if we're talking about love relationship, pacing and what people think is um, appropriate for when to say I love you or when to even propose or when to get married or how fast or how slow you should move. You know, people are like, oh, you've been, you've been dating for six years. What's going on? You know, or, oh my gosh, how long have you been dating? Why are you already engaged? Like, it's such a barrier into some people's minds and such a foreign concept.
1: Right.
0: So you (laughs) surprised me in a lot of different ways and you challenged me because I'm such a nervous Nelly at times. And I think that way, where I think that time should be, you know, a certain aspect, you know. Um, but I kind of want to ask you, like, how did you know the pace to set, or how did you feel the pace to set?
1: <laughs> well, I probably move at a higher pace than most people, um, and I like, admittedly I did push things along very quickly. Once I realized like this is the thing, this is the thing that I've been looking for in my life. And uh, I always I've I've said this for many years. Once when I meet the girl that I can't live without, I'm gonna marry her. And when I met you, I'm like I when I realized once once we became friends and I realized who you were and who we were together, that became very clear to me. This is a girl I can't live without. And I've just from that point on I knew I was going to marry you and it was just it was a matter of like how you know the pace didn't really matter to me anymore I knew I wanted to marry you and I knew you know that we were going to have a life together and so I just I'm like what what's the point of waiting right I didn't I knew that I loved you um, and I felt very strongly that you felt the same about me and I'm like let's let's just move this along why wait yeah I don't you know so, other, but other people aren't like that no other people have to wait and be sure and you know this is this is just me too. you know me, um your audience doesn't know me, but I'm a very high paced person. I move very quickly and you know and uh it drives people at work sometimes crazy yeah. um mm-hmm. but that's how I operate, and its served me really well in life, and it certainly served me really well with you, <laughs> you know. I mean, we didn't, we didn't spend a lot of time.
0: Well, I think like, I think like with that being said is I'm a person that could take a long time to like think and then overthink and then get in my head and then think some more and then watch the person. But I think by you kind of setting the pace for me and kind of guiding me, it showed like, yes, I, even though I'm such a like powerful female, I do need that grace in me to trust someone that is, like, more, mm, is burly the right word? Like, just like, (laughs) like, here, I will take you under my reins, you know? But um, I think that was a good challenge for me and, like, the surprises. And I think, to be honest, guys, like, what I did was I knew. I mean, I have journal entries, that and I, I read it to him um before we got married I have journal entries like day one day two day three day four after meeting him even like I knew this was something special so everything that he kind of challenged me and like playfully said like when we build a house together like very early on I was it felt so natural like it honestly felt so natural to me and I knew this is something different like i electrically (laughs) felt it in my body like every part of me and I think you have to realize that but from the very beginning I didn't tell a soul because I wanted this feeling to be sacred and I honestly knew that I had to make the decision from my gut instinct and I had a great therapist say love has no timeline has no timeline Mm. So thank you.
1: <laughs> well, I think a lot of a lot of it has to do, if you want to apply some emotional intelligence to this, um, fear, mm-hmm. like fear dictates timelines sometimes. You know, when when you're when you are fearful that you may not be making the perfect decision, you don't. What do you, what's the response? You just don't make a decision. You know, um, you know, and so like f- fear is a very big motivator. And it's a big inhibitor as well.
0: Mm-hmm. It
1: stops you from really living an amazing life sometimes. What if, you know? What if this? What if that? And maybe, like, if if anything, if if anything I've brought to a relationship, maybe is, is the just putting fear aside and just going full on at it and not worrying about things. Like, you know, you know, I love each other and. Yeah, we could probably dig around and find things that aren't perfect and <laughs> dwell on been. them and focus on them, right? We could do that. and creates fear, but we choose not to do that. We choose to focus on what we're great at and what we're positive, what's positive in our life and what's what I love about you, what you love about me. That's what we choose to focus on instead of choosing to focus on the fear.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, truly. Like fear... Like, the opposite of fear is love. Mm -hmm. Truly. Um, I agree 100% on that. So, like, jumping into that, jumping into the love wheel, and everyone's been kind of, like, I know, snooping, and I've been kind of hush-hush, and I'm going to be present with it for a while, but we did just get married on Mm -hmm. Saturday, and now we're kind of off on a little escapade just to, like, get some quiet, some rest, some exploration for ourselves. But we got married. Mm Mm-hmm. How did it feel?
1: Felt really good.
0: <laughs> you said it felt really good. Did you hear that?
1: I married the girl of my dreams. <laughs> and she did an amazing job planning a wedding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I we talked that night and you you mentioned like we're husband and wife. And you know, I was thinking you know, like a lot of people like live for the wedding and I lived for the love. You know, it's not about this mm-hmm. the title man and wife or husband and wife or whatever it is Um whomever you're marrying to whatever I fully support but I said it's about you know the feeling truly at the core of like what that represents and even after when we went after our ceremony like it just it didn't even feel like we did a marriage like it wasn't like this big like oh, we're getting
1: married oh my gosh like it was like
0: <laughs> We I don't even just, think
1: we said I do in the wedding. That wasn't even part of our thing.
0: No, it wasn't part of our thing. We we're so <laughs> non-traditional. Um, yeah, we, we didn't, which is pretty cool. We did it our way, which has always been our thing. Mm-hmm. But like even we went out afterwards and we just sat there like with a couple friends and like I looked at you and I said, it just feels like us. Like the mm-hmm. way that we always are. And that's... That's something I think that like makes me feel even more comfortable because I know like it's just you and it's just me Mm -hmm. and like, it'll always be that. And it's not going to be a high and then a low afterwards, which I feel like a lot of people get.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, I think the, the vows we said to each other too, we didn't have traditional vows. We had promises to each other, to one another, um, this is what we promised. And it's it's authentic and it's real and this is what we are going to do. You know, we you know, when you when you hear the traditional vows that people say and then the I do's and all the pomp and circumstance, we didn't do any of that. We just we we authentically showed who we are as people and a couple and our vows are around that. And people were we had you know, I have I still have people texting me and calling me about the things we said at our wedding, they were, like, so taken aback and emotional because they're, like, we feel like that was so, like, to the core authentic. And it really impacted people for, to hear the things that we said to one another. And it wasn't – we weren't there to just put on a show. We were there for to really commit, to show our commitment. And I think that it impacted a lot of my friends that mm. have have said things to me about it which is, you know, I'm stoked that we, can, that we can share that with other people and be an example for other people, and we'll, we'll continue to do that.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think um, with that being said, like, you know, we just wanted to do that. We were very intentional. I remember in the very beginning of, like, making the guest list, like, like oh, I should invite this person. Oh, I should invite that person, and I was like, I have about 20 people on my list. I have 20 people <clears throat> that I'd like to have there, and that's all, mm-hmm. you know? And I think, you know, we really cut it down. I mean, we have, like, about 80 people there, including us, 84. And we were very intentional about the, the beings that were there
1: mm-hmm.
0: and what we wanted to provide to them. And I think by doing that and showing them in our, both our unique ways – welcoming them you know i cleansed had the people all be cleansed but like by doing that it allowed people to feel actually feel everything and to witness it and to listen Mm. to it not to get distracted by that cliche pomp and circumstance because it was very intimate Mm -hmm. it was very intimate you know
1: so yeah and and the people that are in our lives too yeah. I think it's important that one of the things Katie brought to my attention was I've got a lot of people that are in my life that maybe aren't the most connected people to me. They're acquaintances and maybe, you know, semi-close friends. But what I she really challenged me on was like, who's really important in your life? Who are the people that you really, really connect with, that connect with you, that support you, that support us? Like she challenged me on that. And it was made me think a lot about <clears throat> who are the people in my life that I really, re, that are very, very important to me. And, um, it was, it was a great thing for me to really think about. And it kind of changed my view on, on things yeah, and, and who's, who, sh- who should I have in my life and who's really important to me.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. So with that being said, do you have anything else do you have anything else to add?
1: Um, are you mirroring me right now? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Number one lesson.
1: Yeah, Katie likes to mirror me. Mirroring. That's good. I know her though. Um, no, I I just want to add, um, thank you very much for having me on your podcast, but thank you much, much more for having me in your life and marrying me. You're an amazing person. I think your audience knows you're an amazing person. And... I think you have a lot to share, and I'm really excited to go on this journey with you.
0: Thank you. I'm sure you'll be back. I am so sure that you'll have some many requests to come back, so he's a good guy. He's, he's very one in a million, um, but I also think it takes two to tango, so mm-hmm. thank you so much for giving me a little piece of your time. You're welcome. Let's go hike! <laughs> Woo! All right, guys. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Spread this on to a friend and a family member. I know this is probably just a snippet because I'm sure we'll have him back on again and again. Um, But please send this on. This is a pretty vital topic. I think that is essential for everyone. And head on over to Apple iTunes and give us a five-star rating and review because we just want to grow authentically. I don't pay for things out there. I don't work with advertisers really right now. And if I do, it's going to be, maybe you better believe it's going to be very intentional. So see you next time. Enjoy your new moon, solar eclipse. Kiss, kiss, hug, hug, peace, love, ciao.